This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. So this is the Mess It Up Podcast. I am your uh, host, the Bowtie Guy. And today I've got a special guest. You've heard us talk about him a lot on the show. It's intern Dave from Hawaii is joining us via FaceTime. Although you guys can't see him, I can see his beautiful face. Uh, Say hi to the people, Dave. Hi, everybody. He's waving at the camera right now. Yeah, it's an audio podcast, Dave. This is why Dave's an intern, is he's you know still kind of learning the ropes here. Yeah. Uh, so um, you're there in beautiful Hawaii. Uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on in Hawaii today. Anything fun? Today? Yeah. I mean, we're sitting here. Most of us are listening in places where it's cold. So, yeah, it's pretty warm today. Yeah, you guys. It's well, been really cold lately. It's been about 75. Wow, yeah. But today, but today it got warm and got up to the 80s. Mercy yeah. sakes alive. That's just incredible. Maybe mid-80s, and the sun was out today. Yeah. yeah. It's been really cold. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm watching Dave, and he said, well, it's just audio, right? And I said, well, I want to do video so that way we can see each other, the conversation a little easier. And he asked if it was okay if he started eating, and so then he just mashed food in his face. So if I start laughing, it's probably because Dave has done something a little bit on the ridiculous side of life, which pretty much is Dave M.O. Uh, most of the yeah. time. Uh, anyhow, I just wanted the people to get a chance to meet you because they know in turn Dave runs our Reddit account and uh, takes care of answering the emails and stuff like that. So just wanted people to get a chance to know who that that guy on the other end of the keyboard is. Uh, so Dave's going to be our guest today on uh, the show. Um, Biker Chick is still uh, on her sabbatical. She'll be on a sabbatical for a couple weeks here. So we're going to be rolling through some guest hosts. Uh, but please make sure you send emails. Let her know that you miss her and that the show is better with her than without her. Uh, you can email her at bikerchick at messituppodcast.com. You can reach me at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. And you can reach intern Dave at... Dave.Cantori. No, no, it's info at messituppodcast.com. That's that's my personal email. (laughs) So it's going to be a fun show today. Uh, Dave, do do you want to tell the people a social security number or bank accounts or passwords or anything like that? (laughs) Yeah, we trust everybody that's watching, right? Yeah. Aloha and all that Aloha. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, here in Hawaii. Everyone's very trusting. Yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, our, our word of the week this week is uh, kind of a fun one that I came up with. It's uh, parlance. Uh, any clue what the word parlance means, intern Dave? Intern Dave. It sounds like parlay. It kind of does sound like parlay. It's a little bit like but that. I'm it's a particular way of speaking, um, like uh, not exactly a language necessarily, but like you might have a special parlance on the soccer pitch uh, with guys that you, oh. ladies that you're playing with. But it's you know just kind of a, a co- thing that's common to a particular job or an interest or or you know like um, nerds have their own parlance kind of thing so anyhow, oh, okay. we have our own way of speaking sometimes so yeah. uh, if you can use this word of the week in your um, 
your travels during the week, talking to people, use it at work, give yourself some extra credit, um, like, I don't know, 16 bonus points or something like that, and you keep track of those, it'll be uh, absolutely fantastic. Sound good to you? Sounds good to me. All right. Oh, you're talking to me, right? No, I am, yeah. Talking, well, I'm talking to them and you. Yeah, they, oh, okay. they can't answer me as much as you can, but uh, yeah, that works out well. <laughs> Uh, Dave's cracking himself up over there. Uh, so I wanted to get the chance for the people to get a chance to meet you, Dave. Okay. And hear a little bit about your story and, and how you're involved with me. Now, you're married to my middle daughter, and um, you are my favorite son-in-law named Dave. Uh, not necessarily yeah. the favorite son-in-law, but favorite son-in-law named Dave. Uh, so until, until I another Dave comes along. Well, it could be. Yes. Yeah. This, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to lock myself in a corner. Right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we've known each other for, gosh. I don't know. First time I met you, I think it was at dinner. We're eating oysters. Uh, yes, we ate dinner yeah. at King's Fish House, and that That's was back yeah. in probably 2006, maybe? Probably, yeah. That sounds great. So it's been about 13, 14 years. Uh, I remember when my daughter started talking about you, and she was asking me questions about what I thought, and um, I gave her some stuff. But anyhow, it's been an interesting uh, relationship that's developed. But uh, tell the people just a little bit about your background and um, where you grew up, that kind of thing. Okay, I grew up in San Diego. Um, pretty pretty normal kid, I guess, whatever normal is. But yeah, I uh, grew up in San Diego, Ocean Beach, by the, by the water, surf guy. Skateboard kid, um, kind of started going to church because of the church had a skate park going on, and I kind of became friends with the pastor there. Or he wasn't a pastor at the time, but uh, the counselor, uh, uh, and kind of took off from there, I guess. So I, he wasn't uh, a pastor at the time. No, I didn't know that. He was a uh, like a youth he, pastor kind of guy. No youth. There was no youth group, so Joe approached the the church and wanted to start a youth group, and then he went around the community asking local kids what they were like in their community, and he found that most kids said the skate park, so he started build a, he made a skate park in the back of the church, and that's how the youth group started. And how did you find this skate park in the back of his church? Well, I used to like skate around. Ocean Beach was my town, so I was always skating around as a kid. And they had a uh, the opening day of it or something. And Joe, he was a big music guy, and he had bands up on top of this half pipe. And I was like, what's going on here? So let's go check it out. Really? From my elementary school. Yeah. And about, how old were you at this point? Uh, uh, um, maybe 17. Okay, so teenager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you're um, living... 17. In San Diego with uh, your folks? Right. Yeah, they haven't kicked me out yet. <laughs> but it's coming. <laughs> coming soon, yeah. 18 is when they can legally do it. So. Yeah. And uh, you grew up mostly with your dad, though, right? Um, I, I mean, yeah, my dad's the maternal parent that's always been there. No, paternal parent. Oh, yeah, Maternal right. is the mother. That's right. <laughs> um, so um, he, uh, yeah, he, 
my parents just got divorced when I was young. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so he's, and, he's been there longer. But my stepmom has been there for since I was first grade or kindergarten. So it must have been, what, seven? Oh, okay. My has been there since I've been seven. So it's really, I have more memories, a lot more memories with her. But yeah, um, I have memories of my real mom, too. And I still keep in touch with her. So, but yes. yeah. And so you uh, started skating uh, there. And did you just keep yeah. on going to this skate park at this guy's church? And was he a skater? Uh, Joe? Yeah. Yeah, he skated a little bit, but uh, he didn't skate as much. But yeah, he was. I, I think it, it it rang a bell with him, and he likes music, so there's a lot of bands and stuff hanging around, and that's how also, too, I kind of got into drums and playing so worship. Were you, were you a drummer at that point, or no? No. Okay. No. So when I when I first heard of Dave, Heather told me that she, you know, there's this guy at the church and he was a drummer and he was really nice and all this kind of stuff. So Dave's a drummer and we've done a lot of music together. And when he lived in town, he played with me uh, on our worship team at Celebrate Recovery. And we've done a lot of New Year's Eve shows and Fourth of July shows together. So uh, we've done that. So so you start going to the church. Then at what point do you decide you're going to? not just skate with this guy Joe and surf with him, oh, but yeah, you're yeah. going to start going to church. When did that happen? Yeah, for a while, I was just taking advantage of it because it was like uh, a skate park costs like five bucks to get in. But if you went to youth group, it was free. So, Oh, nice. Yeah, I basically just cruise over there, skate, and, and get free pizza and listen to them do their whatever for 20 minutes, their talk. And then I'd be like, I just want to eat pizza and go home. But... Um, <laughs> It started, that checks out. Yeah, it started to get to a point where, I mean, I've always been, my dad always been, he born up real, uh, the Catholic church and Catholic schools, private Catholic church. And he always had a hard time with them saying, you know, Jesus loves you. And then they smack you the side of the head the next day. So he had a hard time with it. And so I was kind of tainted by religion or, or, or church in a sense. Mm -hmm. So I always thought that was my stereotype. And then I think um, I think uh, Joe Hauser just kind of broke that stereotype for me. Yeah, because I mean Joe doesn't really he doesn't hit people. <laughs> he doesn't hit people. But he also he but, let me have my ideas. My yeah, thoughts, he's a friendly opinion. guy. I mean, he's very yeah. open and uh, he's a very kind uh, person. Oh yeah, he likes to. We go down Ocean Beach. There's a lot of different people believe a lot of different things. He likes to go down there and just talk. He doesn't tell anyone. Doesn't shove it down their throat. He doesn't say, "Hey, you gotta believe this." He just he just wants to hear what you what you believe, and then just have a discussion. And then he would like exchange emails. He just likes to talk. And, I don't yeah. know, it was good. It was good for me because I wanted to have an open mind. Mm -hmm. But I feel like my stereotype was religion was a closed mind, or church was a closed mind thing. And uh, I like the idea of challenging myself and my what I believe in. I like to challenge myself and I think he was good at that. Right. And then what did your parents think about you going in and hanging out at this church more? Were they for it, against it, neither? Yeah, a little bit against it. Felt like I was getting brainwashed. And was that yeah. just because of the upbringing in uh, the Catholic tradition? Uh, was it because you were going against the Catholic tradition or? No, I think just the upbringing, not against anything. Mm -hmm. They didn't feel like they were being attacked or like it was against what they believed. So 
or what I don't know what he's supposed to leave as a kid. But um, no, I just thought I was being brainwashed into tricks to go. Yeah. Yeah, that is a common thing. My parents, when I started attending a church as an adult that wasn't the church that I attended as a kid, that was what their concern was, is, oh, they're, they're brainwashing you. Yeah, and yeah. and I think theirs was a fear of, I think it probably came a lot down to rejection, that they felt I was rejecting their tradition, and so they didn't like that. That rubbed them wrong for whatever reason, so they, right. they kind of eschewed anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Cool. So, um, so then you started uh, going, attending more. Was there a point yeah. where you had like a, a a change of heart where it's like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm okay with this now, and I, I I'm ready to believe this. Um. Yeah. I yes, definitely. Because I, I was like I said, I was just going there for to skateboard and eat free pizza. Um. Definitely. There. It. it I remember having a couple. Like, I was a Mexican place I like over there, Nico's, and Joe Hauser would take me to go eat some Nico's and then just talk with me. And I liked that. That was nice. It was, and I can just ask a bunch of questions. And I can, I think, that's what uh, changed me. Yeah. yeah. And changed or, or changed my idea of it. And then I, um, I wasn't like, I, I see some people who, 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 who find. God in the sense, or or, or they, they like what they hear, and they have this moment of switch on and off. That wasn't me. I, I slowly worked. I slowly became into it. Like I, yeah, had no questions asked for a while. And, and Joe's pretty started. open to having those questions being asked. He's, he doesn't reject you because you ask a question. So I think that's probably yeah. a pretty good relationship or situation to bring you in that way. Those are relationships that got that I started to to enjoy and and saw that it was um, real to me. Yeah. Excellent. So does that have an effect on how you um, talk about? faith or religion to other people whether it's family members or strangers or anything like that does it um yeah i mean i uh i just i just talk about what i believe and and i don't other people i let other people believe what they believe because i'm not i don't want to be that guy that's kind of shoving it down the throat but i I have friends and stuff that believe different things, and I just talk. I just like to just talk. I, again, I saw that in Joe Hauser, where he would just have a discussion, mm-hmm. and it was kind of neat. And and then if someone says, "Well, I believe it this way," I would kind of just like, "Okay, I see that," and I say, "I believe this because of this and this and this is how I believe." So I don't. That's I guess that's my only way I talk to people about what I believe in if, if they don't believe it. Like I had a friend here who. Um, He's atheist, and I talked about it, and I just said, I just can't believe that we just don't go anywhere. Like, it's just end. I don't believe that. I think there's more important stuff than just becoming the dirt in the ground. And so, and then he says, well, I, that's what I believe, and I'm okay with it. And it's like, okay. But I, I tell him what I believe, and that it's the higher calling, and or, or, or the, uh, just something that's important to me, that there's a point to this 
Yeah. Well, and I was having a conversation with someone this week, and I, we were talking about um, beliefs and, and, and whether or not we should be with people who have different belief systems and if that's uh, watering down the message because we're associating, or associating with other people. And I told him that if my belief system can't withstand a question or an oppositional thought, then my belief system isn't really that strong and it needs to be able to be questioned because a person who points something out or, or brings an oppositional standpoint, they're either going to affirm my belief system or they're going to point out a flaw in my belief system and make me better. So I'm always open to hearing what people want to think instead of just shutting them down. And and they're not required to believe what I believe and I'm not required to believe what they believe, but I think we are um, made better through the conversation because oh, it's yeah. a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if we just yeah. shut things down at the beginning, I mean, I don't know how much you remember of our first conversations. Um, Dave just made big eyes. Uh, uh, between me and you, when we you, first met, we were at King's. Yeah, you and me. I mean, do you remember what your impression was or your takeaways from, you know, meeting Heather's dad? Um, yeah, I, I, actually, it was just uh, fun and a lot of jokes and that's really, I mean, I remember that night because uh, who was with you? You were working with? I was working with Chris. Startup. Yeah, that yeah. startup, Chris. And you guys were like, you know, best buds. So you guys were just having fun and it was pretty fun. I just, I remember something in the parking lot at Mission Valley Mall with the parking or something and we were just cracking up like crazy. So you weren't afraid? Uh, at first. I was trying to make you afraid. I wanted you to be, a, I still want you to be afraid of me. Just a tiny bit, at least, <laughs> you know. Yeah, Dave. Ta- uh, Dave talks. So uh, Dave has a son, and I think, and I think tell, I myself. Tell him what happened when your son was born. Tell him what happened to you, Dave, when your son when got son born. Yeah. It was just an awesome moment in my life. I but I mean, with your wife, what happened to your status? After Lucas got on the scene. After Lucas got on the scene? Yeah. Who was the most important? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> me. Yeah. <laughs> Still me. Yeah. So Dave, he whines to me that, you know, after Lucas came along, you know, he used to be so important, but then, then this little baby comes along and now he's not as important. I said, yeah, buddy, I'm, I'm behind you. I used to be the most important in that girl's oh, life. And then Dave rolls along and, and then Luke rolls along. And now I'm just like somewhere back in the back of the train. It's yeah. uh, it's a sad day for, for dads everywhere. <laughs> Uh, well, anyhow, uh, we've been going at this for a little while, so I want to kind of jump over to our song of the week. Um, okay. And last week, uh, Kayla and John chose the casting, or not casting, uh, for King and Country song, Burn the Ships. And I said, oh, that's a great song. Uh, but Stephen Curtis Chapman did a song called Burn the Ships uh, several years ago. And so I thought, I'll do that uh, the next show. So this show, we're going to be doing uh, Burn the Ships. Uh, but this time by Stephen Curtis Chapman. So I want you to give a listen to it. We're going to give you 90 seconds. We'll be back on the other side of the break to talk about that. 
So that was Burn the Ships from Stephen Curtis Chapman. I always listen to a lot of Stephen Curtis Chapman. Back in my early days of listening to Christian music, he was like my favorite artist, and I still enjoy his music. And I remember the first time I heard this, I was like, oh, I know that story from Cortez. And so when John and Kayla chose the For King and Country version last week, I thought I'll do this one here. And uh, I love the idea that Cortez came up with of, Look, we're here. We've got to make this work. There's no turning back. And sometime in my life, sometimes I have that feeling of like, I, I just want to go back. I want to quit. Um, my darling wife has been gone for three weeks, and I just feel like, uh, I don't want to keep on doing this stuff. And sometimes it's like, do I want to drive out to that prison again? Do I want to go unlock the church on a Friday night again? Do I want to go and do this step study on a Tuesday? Do I want to write a blog on Monday? Do I want to record more shows? And sometimes I just feel like, no, I don't feel like doing it, but I know that I've burnt the ships. I've got to keep going. There's just no turning back. So I love that thing, uh, you know, where it, it says, you know, sail back to the life you know, but the one who led us here is saying, burn the ships, we're here to stay, and there's no way we can go back because we've come this far by faith. Um, that's a bold step, and I'm not always ready to make it, but I always want to be ready to make it. So hopefully I I can answer that bell. Uh, so far I have, most of the time. Uh, I don't know if I can say all the time that I have, but uh, most of the time, hopefully yeah. I have. So any any thoughts from you? No, I always like try and try and take it one thing at a time for me. That's how it makes me, that helps me think about not, I guess for me, I um, think about just starting. That's it. Just that one. I remember I, I watched this movie, uh, something about the void, I forget. But anyway, it's, it's a they hike. They're, they're climbing the mountain. Um, and uh, it's just two guys. But, they're attached to each other as they're climbing up this huge mountain and one of them slips and falls. And, um, but the other guy is holding him 
but he's supposed to wait until the tension is loose, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to to let go of him, to make, let him know he's climbing. But he's not because he's sitting over the side of a cliff. And it's, it's like this been for hours, hours and hours. And at this point, the, his his climbing mate says, you know, I, I either we both die here or just one of us. And he just cuts the rope. Oh, my gosh. And he falls down a big hole and breaks his leg. And it's like the bone sticking out and stuff. But it's a true story, and it's a pretty good movie. Anyway, he he got himself down and survived. But his whole his whole thing was, I'm just gonna time myself to walk ten feet that way, and see how fast I can do it. And he like he just it was just that 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 increments. He had a whole huge mountain. It was like Everest they were doing a whole huge mountain to go down. But he just focused on that ten feet in front of him. Yeah, and all the way to the bottom. It's pretty gnarly. Yeah, we we talked in my uh, CR Inside class this weekend about you know how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? You know you can't eat the whole elephant right away. And we talk in uh, recovery. We say recovery is a process. It's not an event. It's not just something that like boom I happened and I recovered. It's a process that we're working through. And life is that kind of way. Yeah. When I first heard about you the first thing heather told me is oh he plays drums in a band and sounds sounds promising yeah so i said well you know she said well do you think i should you know i don't know and i said well you just got to know that a drummer in a band is going to be married to his drums before he's married to you and she said okay well i think i can be okay with that um by the way how often do you play your drums dave all the time (laughs) Um, not as much as I used to, I guess. but, um, I remember well, back then I thought I was going to be you know, a rock star. Yeah. One of the things that I remember about early on with you is I came down to, um, actually to see Joe, uh, that you were talking about before, uh, pastor yeah. Joe about his website. And so I was staying at Heather's house and she had a night class and she left you and me at her apartment. And we were playing PlayStation. We were doing it. It was a, um, an ATV writing game. But she had to go to class and she left me with you. And as oh. soon as the door closed, I could hear her walk out. And then I heard her open and close her car and drive off. And then yeah. I just paused the game and I said, all right, tell me, what's the deal here, buddy? What, what are your plans with my daughter? Yeah. And I was, not, I was not thrilled with some guy coming to mess up my daughter's life. You know, I, I would perfectly happy to have my daughters be spinsters until they were, you know, 90 or something like that. So I didn't welcome you with open arms. And then Dave did something that my other son-in-laws didn't do. And before he asked my daughter to marry him, he called me. And (laughs) do you remember that phone call? Yeah. Yeah. It was a quick one, right? It was pretty quick. No, it lasted over an hour. Oh, really? I raked you over the coals, man. Oh, okay. I I don't think I was at all feeling like that because I think um, I know me, my parents. I mean, then uh, their thoughts or what they think means a lot to me, and that's just me. I think I have good parents, so I think that not everyone has that ability, but. Um, 
so I wanted to actually hear your thoughts. Yeah. So I actually was not calling for you in a sense, just to get you to be feel that way. And I think you do feel that way. Like that's so cool, but that wasn't my idea. My idea was to call you because I really wanted, I really wanted to hear your thoughts. Yeah. So yeah. I, I actually trusted you as a dad and trusted you to, I trusted your ideas and thoughts and I want, I wanted that. So I don't feel like I was put on the spot in a sense. It felt like you're having a discussion with me. <laughs> I wanted it to feel like the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, I think that's just my mindset though. That's why I came in there with just the idea of shoot. I, I, uh, not just want your approval, but I want your, what you think. Cause I yeah. trusted you. Yeah. And have, have you taken these experiences in your life now, now that you're a dad, you're a father, you've got a little five-year-old uh, guy. Have you applied any of these experiences in your life to being a father? Does that translate like your experiences that you had with Joe and how he talked to you or working with your dad or talking with me or anything? Does that play out in your relationship now that you're a dad? Hmm. I think it does, but it's, I, I don't see it really. I, I, I feel like I'm different, but I know I'm the same, just like my dad. <laughs> Probably. Well, that's because I'm, long I, hair don't care. Yeah. I feel like, like, oh, I'm not like my dad. Not that my dad's anything bad or, or wrong, or I, I have no resentment towards him, but I, I think that I, uh, the way I was brought up, I'm probably thinking, I think to myself, I'm not going to bring up Luke that way. Like I'm going to, there's faults and, and things that I see when I wait, the way I was brought up as a, as a kid to my parents that I see that they did that I say to myself, I'm not going to do that with Luke. And then, but I know back in my mind, it's ingrained and it's just going to be like your parents. You're going to do that same thing. But what the one thing I do see my parents always had and is this, this like, we're always there for you, no matter what. Uh, um, even though they're tough, I don't like. I've had times where I had to go back to their house and hang out there for a couple of months. But hang I didn't out. Like to. <laughs> hang out, yeah. Hey, Basically, hey, when when do you think Dave's going home? I don't know. He said he's just hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, you see my room that's now like an office. But um, yeah, I uh. I always, I just always know I'm going to screw up with Luke and that's just the thing. That's just, you're not perfect. We're not perfect, but I'm always going to be there for him. And that was my dad. Yeah. He screwed up a lot with me and he screwed up a lot with things, no money, uh, just weird. Just, I mean, he had me when he was 23. He's pretty young, but, um, so, but he was always there. Yeah. And that he never be my side. Right. And, and that's, uh, tell them a little bit. You, we talked when you were visiting last time. You talked to me about Sunday with your dad. Uh, tell them about oh, yeah. Sunday. Oh, yeah. Well, Sundays were always just me and my dad hang out. And basically, it was like whatever I wanted to do, in a sense. I mean, I mean, I couldn't say, like, I want to go, you know, to Disneyland. I mean, like that, something reasonable to a point. 
And then he let me bring friends along. But um, I always thought he always had it all together. And I would always tell my friends, don't worry, my dad got a bunch of money. <laughs> like we go to the arcade. Don't worry. He's got a bunch of money. You just ask him whatever. He'll just give it to you. But he really doesn't. I found out later he doesn't really have that much money. He's just so generous and nice and um, would always, I don't know. Of course, it was at the Nickel Arcade. But <laughs> no, it was like you had to pay. Like, a, hey, Dad, I want to play this game demo again. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. love demo. No, um, but no, it was neat. I, I want to do that with Luke when he gets older. Just like do, just make a day for him and for me to hang out. Yeah, well, it's obvious that you guys have a great relationship, you and your dad, and yeah, also, you know, you and Luke um, have. Uh, a great relationship, you know, it's, it, it, it's good seeing that. So, yeah. Well, thanks for giving the people a little bit of a chance to get to know you. Uh, I'm going to run through some of our, our boilerplate, so to speak here, just the normal stuff that we talk about, remind people about where to find us. Uh, if you're listening to this right now, we're probably, uh, on one of your podcast servers. So what we would love to have you do that would really, really help the show out is if you would give a rating on whatever uh, platform you're on, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or uh, SoundCloud, uh, give us a rating and give us a review. If you write a review, that really helps new people find the show and that makes the show uh, just that much better. And um, we really super appreciate that. We also appreciate people who want to become patrons on the show. And we do that through a thing called Patreon which allows you to sponsor the show financially, which helps pay the bills because we've got to pay for hosting and websites and you know the equipment to record the show and all that kind of stuff. And so it's, it doesn't come free. So we appreciate our patrons who help us out. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron on the show. If you go to messituppodcast.com, there's a little button there that says uh, become a patron and you can click on that and... It's a great way to get um, some swag from the show. You can get T-shirts and um, shop towels and bumper stickers and that kind of stuff. So uh, check that out and sponsor us. We really appreciate the sponsors. Um, as we go into the new year, I'm going to try to add some extra things for our patrons, uh, like a video of the recordings of the show and some special uh, things just for Patreon members uh, to have uh, bonus access to as well. So... Please do that. We really appreciate that. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram, on iTunes, or not iTunes, uh, Instagram, Spotify. Man, I'm messing it up. Normally, I used to do this at the beginning of the show. Now, I'm, I'm goofed up. So where are we? We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. And we're on Twitter. We also have our, our subreddit called Messed Up Ministries that uh, Dave runs for us. And we've also got, uh, as you know, our emails. You can email uh, Biker Chick, even though she's on sabbatical. She's checking that email, so I'm sure she'd love to hear from you. That's bikerchick at messituppodcast.com. You can email me at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. And Dave, not your private email, but your, your intern Dave email is... Dave.camptoria at gmail.com. <laughs> Info. Messituppodcast.com. So, yeah, drop a line to Dave. Tell him that you really appreciate it. Have him on the show. Uh, We're coming up into the Christmas season here. Uh, Love some people. Uh, Find somebody who needs something, and maybe instead of buying yourself a drink at Starbucks, just buy a 
a drink for the person who's outside uh, that looks like they could use some. Uh, find find people to love, and make sure that uh, you say that you love people before it's too late. Because uh, a lot of people aren't here at Christmas this year. It's the first Christmas you might be spending without someone, and and you might not have gotten the chance to to tell them how much they mean to you while they were around or while it could mean something. So take this holiday season and uh, let someone know you love them. And uh, I love you, Papa. I love you too, Dave. Uh, and um, that'll be great. So thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with uh, a new guest and uh, check us out and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.